Hi everyone, I'm Bobby Bachov and this is the first episode of the Exponential Future podcast. A podcast about exponential technologies and their effects on everyday life and business. I will be covering interesting topics related to various technologies with a big focus on artificial intelligence and space exploration as these are the main fields I am working on. We start off with something that has been gaining a lot of popularity in the past couple of years, namely federated learning. Federated learning, or also known as collaborative learning, is a machine learning technique that trains an algorithm across multiple devices or maybe servers, each holding local datasets without exchanging these datasets. Said in simple words, this basically allows sharing data for the purpose of training an algorithm without compromising its privacy. This is not only important for privacy reasons, but also because of the proprietary nature of some data. I might go into further details on what federated learning is and how exactly it works in another episode. For now, I would like to draw your attention to a very recent example of how this technology has been used in an innovative way. A team of researchers in New York implemented and assessed federated learning models using data from electronic health records at five separate hospitals to predict the mortality rate of COVID-19 patients. After training their models and testing them on local patients' data at each of the hospitals, the researchers found out that the federated models demonstrated enhanced predictive power and outperformed local models at the hospitals. I personally love seeing such great examples of using AI to solve critical challenges like easier and earlier identification of serious disease cases. Furthermore, this is an advancement towards adopting technologies like federated learning, which have the potential to solve one of the biggest challenges when it comes to innovation in the healthcare sector, and namely access to data. Another example of recent AI innovation caused by the COVID pandemic comes from the US Department of Homeland Security. They tested a facial recognition algorithm that can successfully and accurately identify masked airline passengers 96% of the time. This is a huge improvement compared to the pre-pandemic facial recognition software, which was struggling a lot to recognize people's faces and identities when there's anything on their faces, like masks, sunglasses, etc. And finally, on the topic of AI for healthcare, there's more news worth sharing. The Horizon 2020 Research and Innovation Program recently granted 10 million euros to the Intervene project. The project's name stands for International Consortium for Integrative Genomics Prediction. Its aim is to develop and test next-generation tools for disease prevention, diagnosis and personalized treatment by utilizing the first US and European pool of genomic and health data. If this project is successful, The potential for prediction, diagnosis, and personalized treatment for complex and rare diseases will be unprecedented. All in all, this creates some really promising conditions for the future of AI in healthcare, and it opens the doors for some bigger investments in this field. Moving on to the topic of space, where there's been quite a few interesting developments recently as well. On the 20th of January, SpaceX successfully launched another 60 small satellites part of the Starlink mega constellation. This brings the total 
to 1015 satellites delivered to orbit, from which 950 are still active. The launch was on a Falcon 9 and it went through without any problems. Less than a week before that, on the 14th of January, Blue Origin had also successfully launched their New Shepard spacecraft consisting of a rocket and a capsule. It reached about 107 kilometers altitude before going back and landing without any problems. I would like to point at the difference between SpaceX and Blue Origin launches. While SpaceX enjoys millions of viewers during its launches on the various live streams on the internet, Blue Origin is not so popular. For example, as of the time of this recording, the January 14th launch of Blue Origin's New Shepard has about 400,000 views on YouTube. On the other hand, the more recent Starlink launch already has 1.5 million views on the official SpaceX YouTube channel. This is yet another proof of the huge influence, following and popularity that Elon Musk has managed to accumulate in the past few years. As it's widely known, neither Tesla nor SpaceX delegate big budgets on marketing and almost all of the brand recognition and popularity comes from Musk's personal efforts and his personal brand. At the same time, Jeff Bezos doesn't have nearly as good reputation and following as Musk does. I feel it's important to mention here that in between the successful launches of SpaceX and Blue Origin, NASA also attempted a test on the 17th of January. They tested the core stage of the giant space launch system rocket, also known as SLS. It is supposed to launch the Artemis 1 mission, an uncrewed test flight of the agency's Orion capsule, around the moon later this year in November. However, during the recent test, instead of the planned 8 minutes burning time, which is the duration of a potential moon launch, there was a shutdown in just after 67 seconds. According to the agency, the shutdown was, quote-unquote, triggered by test parameters that were intentionally conservative to ensure the safety of the core stage during the test. The contrast between the private space company's success and the inefficiency of NASA is staggering. On another more positive note, NASA is planning to finally launch the James Webb Space Telescope later this year. It is a direct successor of the Hubble Space Telescope, but it's a hundred times more powerful. While Hubble is in close orbit around Earth and primarily studies optical and ultraviolet wavelengths, James Webb will be focusing on the infrared and it will be a lot farther away at 1.5 million kilometers at the Lagrange 2 point. According to NASA, using infrared light, the Webb telescope will be able to look farther back in time than previous telescopes and it will allow scientists to look through dust to see stars forming inside. Finally, in a week of multiple attempted launches, we also witnessed the new president of the US enter into office under a space symbol. Interestingly, NASA lent a moon rock sample to be displayed at the Oval Office. The sample comes from the Apollo 17 mission from 1972, which was the last manned mission to the moon. The stone weighs about 330 grams and is presumed to be almost 4 billion years old. Okay, moving to another topic, hydrogen batteries, which is the hottest topic in the energy sector right now. The Australian startup Lavo 
has built a residential hydrogen system allowing users to store solar power enough to run an average home for up to two days. And this is three times better than Tesla's Powerwall 2. Such developments make me very excited because I do believe that in the next few decades hydrogen power will be very important and it will take a big market share in the energy sector. As a final note, I would like to draw your attention to the intersection between satellite earth observation and AI technologies. A team of researchers from the UK developed a deep learning algorithm able to detect elephants on satellite images. Traditionally, the task of counting elephants in the wildlife is a very difficult and expensive task. The new technology with the deep learning algorithm offers accuracy comparable to human detection capabilities, but it's way more efficient as it's cheaper and faster. Okay, so this was a quick roundup of some of the recent developments and innovations on the technology scene. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Exponential Future and you learned something new. To stay up to date with the content I'm producing, you can sign up to my newsletter if you still haven't already. Thank you and see you next time.